Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. April is just a nickname, but there's one thing April knows about RVs. Selling one yourself is harder than it looks. Have to drop everything to show it if someone calls. Then hope the buyer has the money in cash. You don't offer easy payment terms, you just want it gone. That's why April works at No Bull RV, because No Bull removes the BS from selling your used RV. No Bull takes trade-ins. No Bull keeps your RV clean while we're waiting for the right buyer to visit. No Bull is open when people want to buy. No Bull has financing. That's why April and everyone else at No Bull is so busy this month. Ain't that right? Preach it, Brother Bob. April sees dozens of people every day. There's probably someone looking to buy an RV just like yours dropping in today. Ain't that right? You know it, Bob. Come visit April in April. And that's no bull. Noblerv.ca. Hey, it's Stephen Semple here. and We've given Dave another week off because we're doing part two of the interview with Tom Casey from Griffin Home Services in Jacksonville, Florida. If you haven't listened to the first part, you're really going to want to go back and listen to that. There were some amazing marketing stories, especially about getting the business going and out the gate and getting it growing. In this part, we're going to go through the explosive growth stage, the stage that took Tom to building a business that uh, he sold for a pretty tidy sum. It's a great story, and I know you're going to really enjoy it. Direct mail, there's so much it can do, so much it can't do. It's a awesome but it's not the end all be all you need to have a full like balanced portfolio of marketing so our digital assets had to get better and then we we you know we reached out and we had a had a conversation with uh jeff sexton he came and visited us and we jumped on board and started a radio campaign and that thing was like the crystallization of everything we had done up to that point because jeff and gary and joe gave us a voice i voice all my ads and they were like, they came to me and they're like, they can tell I was a brash guy from New York City area. I'm in a market where like, there's just a lot of like, not so great stuff happening. And they were like, are you okay? Like calling out stuff. And we were already doing it. So I'm like, we're already doing it guys. Yeah. My favorite is your cease and desist one. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we started doing those ads and um, that made us famous, like in a way where I personally have gone to a drive-thru at McDonald's and they see my Griffin shirt and they go, griffinservice.com. When the cashier at McDonald's is telling you the soundbite from your radio commercial, I was another job where like people are walking by our trucks and neighborhood and they're like, oh, those are the turd bucket guys because we call the other work turd bucket work. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's a, that's a great one as well. And all these things started to happen and we're like, okay, I don't know, that that whole media, mass media campaign crystallized that and allowed a lot more growth move even faster because yeah. now people were calling up and saying, I want the thing you talked about on the radio. You know, we never did on the radio. We never gave a price ever once in all right. these years. And we never gave a phone number one time. So for background, Jeff Sexton, Joe Hamilton, Gary Bernier are partners of mine at the Wizard of Ads, and they took Tom's business and, and put this campaign together. But here's the really interesting thing that you also said, and I think it's something that people don't 
realize when you do really good messaging that's entertaining and not about price and about you and sharing your personality is that thing you said where somebody calls and they're not calling thinking about hiring you. Like they're calling already sort of going, I'm hiring these guys, right? 100%. We record all of our calls. We listen to the calls and they would say flat out, heard you on the radio and I want that Florida rated thing. I heard you on the radio. I want that refresherized. I heard you on the radio and I want... And we didn't tell a price of it on the radio. They weren't saying, how much does the refresherized cost? They were saying, I want one. Then we would always make sure they knew, okay, great. You're all set. That's going to be X dollars. Technician, like, and it was just like, okay, cool. We're good. Like it was, right. it was a different. So in direct mail, you do more often say, hey, this is the thing. And this is what it costs. Cause you know, trying to get them to, there's no entertainment as much in direct mail. Right. There's not as much engagement. It's very like that. Those couple of fractions of a second, they have to like, yes or no. And direct mail is like to kind of condition them when they have a need. Like I've seen these guys, like even the, we know they don't remember who Griffin is when they go online. Like when they, right. they need a plumber, they don't go, let's call Griffin. They go, oh crap, plumber. They go plumber near me. And then they see Griffin. They go, oh, those are the guys that get mail every month. We see their trucks in our neighborhood. We hear them on the radio. Like all that recall is helped or boosted by what we do. As long yeah. as the brand is consistent, the messaging is consistent. And we're not randomly like saying, buy one, get one free or some crazy right. thing. But the radio was, I, those guys will probably tell you, I, I, I got excited about it. I'm like, I'm all in. They're, I'm like, I'll, <laughs> we have ads, we bleep words. I mean, I'm like, we're in. They're like, let's go. Let's really challenge this. I got a call one time. I don't, I don't know if uh, they, they share with you, but the local trade association, uh, which I, I don't belong to, actually. This is a great story. I'm glad you're sharing this one. <laughs> so... We had a radio ad. It was pretty controversial. And it was because we were, we were basically calling out turd bucket work, you know, right. turd bucket contractors, turd bucket work, the duck works, bad. like everything's wrong. If, you don't, if you're tired of turd buckets, give us a call. So I get this call one day, I'm driving on the road and somebody I know who's like president of the association, he goes, hey, listen, uh, got a minute? I was like, yeah. He goes, hey, we we're talking about you and Griffin last night. I'm like, oh boy, good or bad? He goes, well, not good. I'm like, so so what's going on? He goes, well, we, we were talking about your radio ads and well, we like them. They're very entertaining. We're, we're hoping that we can convince you to, to stop running them. And I'm like, interesting. Why, why do you want to stop running them? And he's like, well, because you keep like calling out this bad work. You're using things like turd bucket. You're you know talking about how everything's done wrong in this market. And, you know, we just we just don't think it's professional. So I said, uh, let me ask you a question. Is there anything I'm saying that's not true in the ad? Like if I am, I, I don't want to say anything that's untrue. But in fact, X, Y, Z is all those things true. And he goes, no, no, I, we, we get it. You're right. And I said, well, let me think about it. Um, change the radio ads. You know what I'll do? Here, here's what we should do. Why don't you guys get fucking better? Because by the way, I charge more money than all of you. I'm like, I'm higher cost than all of you. You're complaining but you could charge more money and do a better job. So I have my answer for the board. No, we're not. And then we actually ran a radio ad about it <laughs> saying we got this call asking us not to do it. And we said like, cause, and that infuriated me more. Like we were just kept calling out the market transparently. Like this is really what's happening listener. You don't know it, but all these guys were all conspiring against you to somehow make crappy work acceptable. And that's not Griffin. We're the anti of that. So yeah, we had a lot of fun with it. And uh, I'm sure we wrinkled a lot of feathers. But what we did find out is our customer who we really wanted, they were sick of spending money and not getting what they wanted. They actually wanted somebody to call it out. But you know, good marketing, especially the mass media and radio and things like that, it requires a bravery, right? Like you have to be, you have to be ready to do something really 
different to stand out and stick your neck out a little bit and get those complaints. Like that's one of the things you got to be, you got to be ready to do. Cause if you do vanilla down the middle, I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. You know, you're just another me too. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. Nice one. Thanks. We should do this more often, man. I wish we could. And why can't we? It's my business. What about it? Thought everything was good. It was. Do I hear a but in there? Sales have started to flatten and we're down over last year. Oh. Can't figure it out. Tried a bunch of stuff. Putting in more time doesn't seem to make a difference. Yikes. It's frustrating. Have you spoken to Steven? Who? The host from the podcast we just interrupted? No. Why not? I thought you were trying stuff. I am, but what's Steven going to do? He'll work with you for free. You mean that starter session thing? Yep. I don't know. What do you have to lose? Not much, I guess. So, you gonna book one? Yeah, why not? Where do I do it again? I think you can do it right from this podcast. Cool, thanks. You bet. We really should do this more often. Golf more or interrupt this podcast? Over to you, Dave. Book your starter session on this podcast's website. Just visit theempirebuilderspodcast.com com and click on get started let's pick up our story where we left off and trust me you haven't missed a thing first radio ad we ran we got complaints oh right on the first one wow <laughs> we'd always roll our ads out to our team of course you got to tell the team here's the ads we're running so when you're answering phone calls going to jobs right. you know what's happening call centers like oh my god we have this lady call and then i go listen to the call and i go I have to go on the call center Generally, the company got a complaint. And so like in our world, a complaint is like, stop the presses, let's solve the complaint. But that would be if it's a work complaint, like we right. got mud on the carpet or the AC didn't work. Like we're going to dive on that thing, like like jump on a live grenade, we're going to fix it. But this wasn't that. This was a random person taking the time. Keep in mind, Stephen, we didn't give them a phone number. They had to right. take their time to go online, find our company, call in to complain that I am offended by the word turd bucket. So I took the first one and I called back and I had a little fun with them. And I was like, uh, so Stephen, I understand. Thanks for calling us. We really appreciate it. We're sorry that you, you didn't like the ad. Can I ask what was wrong with the ad? And they're like, I don't think it's necessary to use vulgarities like turd bucket. And I said, can I ask you a question? They're like, yeah. I'm like, is it the word turd or the word bucket that's offending you? And the person said to me, fuck you. <laughs> I'm like, we're talking about a non-curse word and you just told me to F off. This is the most bizarre thing ever. And so uh, it turned into a thing that then the phones were ringing and people were signing up. People were, were asking for the yeah. thing. So literally now, whenever we run any ad, our whole team, our team's channel will be like, got our first complaint. The ads are working. Because it's not a complaint of workmanship. It's a complaint of controversy. Right. So my CSRs look, now we get the complaint. They're literally like high-fiving each other in the call center. Like, this is great news. Steven is upset with the ad. And the part that always amazes me is the length and the time that somebody takes to do the complaint. And the other part is they all, they will often freak out the business owner by saying, I would have bought from you and I've now decided not to because you're ad. We have a roofing company and we have a character in the ad called Bill Crooked from Crooked Roofing. And our client got an email from somebody saying, because of these ads, I would never buy from you. Right. And I, and I decided to run a bit of a test. I said to them, email them back that you will give them a discount that you're sorry you offended them. You'll take $1,000 off the job and you'll take it out of the ad writer's pocket because they wrote such a terrible ad. And the response we got from the person was like, thank you for the offer, but I live in a condo, so I have no need 
so I don't buy the roof. And I was like, oh, so your first email that you sent was basically a lie. <laughs> you were never going to be a customer. After a period of time, you develop that skin that the cost of being remarkable and having raving fans who love the turd bucket is you're going to tick a few people off. If you try to go down that middle, you lose both sides. 100%. I'll tell you, we did something similar. We talked about with Bill Crooked or the roofing company. I said we created this thing called Golden Ticket, like Willy Wonka's Golden Ticket. And it basically, yeah. it allows any of our associates, coworkers to give away a free safety inspection, whether you pick, you want AC, heating, plumbing, electrical, whatever you want. It's just like, here's a golden ticket to do whatever you want to do. So I said, start offering those people. Let's do a little social experiment. People who are like, they say those exact words. I would never use your company because of your ads. Okay, let's put it to the test. So I had my call center like, start telling them that you apologize. We're going to give you a free golden ticket that you can pick any of these four services absolutely free. Over 80% of those complainers take the free service. So they will take the service. <laughs> They will take the free service because that's, you know, ours isn't like a roof and a condo. You have right. a water heater, you have a plumber. But right. then we go in there and you know what their response is to the technicians? Wow, I really had you guys all wrong. That word is more of your baggage than our baggage. Yeah. And if you did meet us, we're nice guys. And the reality of it is if that word offends you and, and our kind of like straightforwardness offends you, you will not like our company. So let's do us right. both a favor. You deserve to be happy. You're a great human. We deserve to be happy. We're good humans. We'll actually refer them to people. We're the company that literally, when you get upset with us, we're like, is, would it be all right if I tell you a couple of companies I think could be happier with? And we like have done, we know our competitors that are price oriented or this oriented or that oriented. Just at least, even though they're mad at us or whatever, just serve them. Just be nice. They're having a bad day, whatever's going on. Just call XYZ. Here's their phone number. I have competitors now saying, hey, thanks for all the referrals. Like every time we get, this is a little underhanded, but whenever we get a price call or a price complaint, I refer them to my biggest competitor because I don't want to deal with the price complaint. So I'm like, yeah, if, you know, if, if you're just looking for a price-based decision, we're not your guys, you know, but can I tell you who is? Call over and ask for Stephen Simple. He specializes in doing low prices. And so you're they're calling and clogging up my competitors' phone lines. And then some of those guys are like, hey, thanks for all the referrals. They're running discounts. They're happy just for whatever the calls. Hey, Tom, I've taken a, a lot of your time. This has been awesome. But the one thing I just want to kind of just take a couple of minutes to talk about, my understanding is when the business sold, were you out shopping the business at that point or was it, or did an offer come in that you weren't seeking? It's kind of both. So um, I had sold my Hilton Head company to my partner and not for like those crazy money. Like we were partners, he was a good dude. And I got my money out of it and I got a return on my investment. And so that one was already gone. I still own Connecticut with my dad. My dad was already retired for a long time. And I kind of grew weary. I was, my passions were clearly on Florida and Griffin. And I was sort of not, we're still, still running Connecticut, but I, I just wasn't into it the same way. And I knew, and I love my team there. And I'm like, it's not fair for them to be sort of not, that I'm not all the way bought in the same as I was. So I started shopping that company. And so we had a lot of interest in it right away. Established company, three generations, blah, blah, blah. And um, during that process, I was the owner. They would always kind of say, what are you going to do? And when they talked to me, most of the platforms would be like, hey, we want you to do this. We want you to do that. And I'm like, this is a mic drop exit state left moment. I'm not, I'm not hanging around. Like I'm selling the business. I'm already living in for the last six, seven years. I've lived in Florida running it remotely. The leadership team there is in place. 
Like I, you don't need me and you can actually take my salary and my, what I take out of it and add it. We're going to add that back. Like I'm not, I don't need me. And so they got curious as to like what I was doing. Then I started to discover I had this other business and that started to get the phone call saying, what about that business? And I said, it's not for sale. And um, they kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And then it's one of those things that everything's for sale. It wasn't for sale because I felt like we were, our trajectory was so steep. Like we're, we're not there yet. I don't want to sell. And so I, I literally said to the, to the, to the broker we were using and the, the potential suitors, like, listen, I'm going to be straightforward with you. Whatever we're thinking about Connecticut, that's like a straight up deal. But Florida, you're going to have to make me an offer I can't refuse. Like, I'm just being honest. I'm not being a jerk. I love it. I'm into it. I'm excited about it. That's where my attention is. I'm not, I'm not selling it. Like the example I gave was if you knocked on my house and said, we've checked Zillow, we've had an appraisal on your house is worth $900,000. Here's a check for a half thousand dollars. We need you out by the end of the week. You paid me what it's worth, but I'm not selling my house. Right. That's how I feel about my business. If I came along to your house and I said, here's two million bucks. <laughs> we're moving. So that's kind of how it happened. And so that's the exact sample I gave to the people who were talking. And that did, quite frankly, I remember it was, you know, leading up to Christmas time that year and the LOI started to come in. The first one came in and I, I was literally like, holy this is a this number is it's more than I was thinking. Like holy wow. crap! So I called my wife and I said, "Check the email." And she was like, "Where do we sign?" And then the broker called back and said, "Don't do anything. I got more coming." And all of a sudden, wow. they're going. Doop, doop, doop. How did it feel having these people competing to to buy this business? How did that feel in that moment? There was multiple emotions from a personal kind of um, pride satisfaction level, you're like, wow, we really did do something good here. In the cool. five years that we did this, we really did something amazing in a short period of time. Legitimatized all the risks and all the effort and all the sweat and tears and blood that through all these, you know, decades of working on on the other businesses. It helped us realize that maybe we didn't value ourselves enough. Who would have thought this little five-year-old AC company is worth this money? But that was a self thing, maybe like we we just looked at ourselves as contractors and plumbers or whatever, not uh, a valuable business. And it was nervous. This is your baby. This is your 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 work family. What's going to happen? How you know? Are they going to treat him as good as we do? Or it's a little different psychologically because it's your baby. You built like I built this thing. Yeah. You birthed it. You created it. You birthed it. You grazed it. Now you 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 do have a different little emotional heartstring on there. So there's a lot going on. We got all these offers. We ended up saying verbally to one of them, which was phenomenal. Like, hey, I, I called the broker and said, hey, let's go with B. And he was like, cool, I'll let everyone else know. Then he, he calls me back like 15 minutes later. Like, no, 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 don't do anything. Don't sign anything. A is coming back to the table. <laughs> like, and so wow. A came back to the table and was like, here's our best and final, but you got to take it. And so I said, um, now at this point, literally, man, it's like December 22nd or 23rd. We're a big holiday household, like all the kids are, you know, everyone's going to be home and everything. And my wife and I, it, it sounds crazy, but we were so stressed out with this decision, even though it's like the, we just, we have a lottery ticket. Like we just, it's all your dreams coming true, but like we weren't ready for it, like how the psychological. So we tossed and turned that night and we had the, those final offers in like, and we got up in the morning and we were both like, I don't care what we do. We just got to do something. We can't go through Christmas thinking about this. And so we made our decision and signed our LOI and December 23rd and uh, all the relief of having done that. But it was quite an interesting experience. And it wasn't that way with Connecticut. So Connecticut was 
also, we did it at the same exact time. Connecticut was much more like a cut and dry business deal. It was much more like selling a stock than, than what Griffin was. And Griffin was like, we don't want to sell it. And then they're making offers and they're competing with each other and they're bidding each other up. And I will say this, and I think I said this on, on a podcast or a class we did with you and Gary, we did not take the highest offer because that wasn't about like, it was already in the number range. Like we're not greedy. Let's make the best deal we think we can make, like the right fit of an offer. The wholesale story, if anybody wants to learn about it, reach out to me, fire me an email and I'll send you a link to the interview that Tom shared about the sale and how he picked which one. And even some of the interesting twists and turns that happened between the time of you know signing the offer and, and closing. I think we could go on for an hour talking about that. Anyone who's interested, I can send them a link to that. The last thing, I just want to end it on this, Tom. This has been awesome. Thank you very, very much for doing this. We could go on. I know we could go on for another another hour. <laughs> a recurring show every couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. That would be awesome. Are you doing any consulting these days to any industries or specifically to the heating and air conditioning business? Are you doing any of that right now? I am. I do consulting uh, right now. I mostly do like more corporate level. Yeah. And typically it's for sales techniques, not like doing the marketing, like writing, whatever, but more like you said, laying out all the brochures on the table going, which one's you? Right. My end is more like, if you say this in your marketing, show me where you're doing it. Like show me how it translates to the customer. Because everybody has this cool marketing idea, but they don't ever implement. So I think you're lying to the customer. You say you right. are the greatest and you don't do the greatest things, you're lying. And then you will not keep them as a customer. Sales process, also like whether it's in-home sales for like contractors or whatever, but also for any industry, because sales process is sales process. It's a people to people yes. process, but B2C more than B2B too, but B2C more so. So I do that um, like as I'm transitioning in my, my own ownership of the business. Perfect. So if somebody wants to reach out to you and they say, hey, I want to pursue talking to Tom about potentially having Tom come in and help us with some sales processes and some of these things we've talked about. How do they reach you, Tom? Email is the best way. And my email is real simple. It's T-O-M, my name, Tom, at TomCNow.com. Tom at TomCNow.com. Ask me a question. I'll get back to you. Give me a couple of days. My inbox is pretty full, but, and then once we connect and I'll, you know, I could share more information with people on text and messaging and how to stay in touch, whatever, but happy to help anybody out if we can. Cool. Awesome. Tom, thank you very much. And the story of Griffin is, is awesome. Thank you for taking the time today. I appreciate the invite, Stephen. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review. And if you have any questions about this or any other podcast episode, email to questions at the empirebuilderspodcast.com.